MileHighRadio.com, just what the doctor ordered. And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer, and I am the socialite. I'm passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And today we have such a great program on because I have a guest who I've had on before, and I love having him on again because he has absolutely terrific information, keeps up on what's going on in the industry. And so join me in welcoming back Hugh Briss. Hey, Deb. How are you doing? Great. Perfect. Perfect. Well, for people who don't know who you are, let me give just a little bit of bio. So with many years of experience in graphic design and advertising, Hugh specializes in helping individuals and companies fit their brands and identities to their social networks. He founded Social Identities, where he designs custom social media graphics and backgrounds and offers consulting for most social networks, including the big guys, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, Google+. He also consults on blogs and many other things. So again, Hugh, welcome. Well, thanks. Here you're freezing up there, though. I know. You know, here we are in Atlanta, and it's cold, and you're in Florida. You're just always Yeah, hot. it's hot. I know, I know. You know and, and, and who knows what it's doing in Denver. We always had a saying when I lived there, if you didn't like the weather, wait 10 minutes, um, and, and things would change quickly, which it, it really did seem to do. So that was kind of cool. But let's just jump in, because this program is, you know, we're, it's uh, for those who are listening live, it's at the, the start of 2015, and we're really going to focus primarily in the program on talking about Facebook. It's still the big guy on the block, um, you know, but a lot of the principles that apply on Facebook also apply on the other uh, social media sites. But we really, really want to talk about Facebook and the changes that happened fairly recently as well as things that, that might be coming up. So first, Hugh, let's talk about the fact that, you know, we've got our Facebook page and we post and we get Two people who see it, or four people who see it. And it seems really that the, the reach is down. What's the cause of that, and what the heck does somebody do, aside from giving up, to really improve that? Well, let's hope they don't give up. But <laughs> uh, the, re- the reason Facebook has got more and more content in the news feed, mm-hmm. and it's Kind of like Twitter, you know, in the old days it wasn't too bad, and then it got to the point where now it's so noisy you can't even keep up. So they're trying to keep things manageable, and, uh, you know, some people like the fact that they're helping us do that. Other people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not particularly a big fan of that whole edge-ranked, you know, algorithm thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I guess without it, it'd be too hard to keep up with the important stuff. The thing is, is most people, what they consider important is going to be, posts from their friends and family. Mm-hmm. They may have followed pages, but that's not the primary reason they're using Facebook. Right. So, you know, Facebook is wanting to make sure that, you know, news about their 
uh, mom's birthday and upcoming weddings and all that kind of information isn't getting pushed out of the feed uh, by Facebook or by page mm-hmm. ads, right. the page posts. Uh, you know, and I think also at some point when they went public and started to having justify uh, costs mm-hmm. and profits to their uh, investors. They had to look for ways to make money. Mm-hmm. I think it seemed obvious all along that at some point they were going to start charging pages, even right. though, you know, at one point Zuckerberg famously said, Facebook is free and always will be. And that was in response to somebody who was asking a question about uh, company pages at mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. Since then, obviously, they've completely changed their right. approach. So, you know, they need to make money. Uh, and I think the thing is, is that if you're using Facebook to make money, you probably ought to expect to be willing to spend mm-hmm. a little. Right. Too. Well, and having the page is still free, and you know, hopefully that won't change. And you know, but at the same point, it's funny. I, I go back and forth on the the concept also because you know I like a page. That means I want information from it, but. I've also liked the page when I checked in at the donut shop or, you know, all of those. And then I don't go back and, and unlike it. And so I, I don't want all of that clutter in there. And, and so it does get kind of frustrating that Facebook is determining what I should see and what I should like. And so sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, say it's it's your page. I want to make sure that I get your information. So one of the things is to, you know, that I actually interact with your page. And then Facebook goes, oh, Deb must really like the social identity page. Therefore, we're going to show it to her more often. But it's the catch-22. If somebody hasn't interacted with the page recently, they're not going to see the posts. So, you know, it, it comes back to you're going to have to spend money. Yeah, and the thing is we all... Um, in a way, at this point, we're getting to the point where we don't appreciate the lurkers mm-hmm. because when they don't engage, it hurts our right. organic reach. Mm-hmm. Um, it hurts our reach to them specifically because mm-hmm. they're not engaging. Facebook doesn't think they're interested, so mm-hmm. Facebook doesn't bother to show them our posts. But it also hurts our overall organic reach because if a high enough percentage of our fans aren't engaging, Facebook's going to con- assume that, well, that page just isn't interesting, right. period. Um, so uh, lurkers are great uh, on a blog. You know, you don't expect everybody that reads your blog post to comment. Right. Uh, and I don't expect everybody that reads a Facebook post to necessarily click the like button or, or comment or share it. But if they're reading it, it's still beneficial to me if mm-hmm. – they do appreciate it. They just don't happen to feel the need to demonstrate the fact that they read it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so there's the real catch-22 situation. You know, the lurkers are good uh, for business, mm-hmm. but bad for, you know, your organic reach. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things probably, you know, to make sure your fans who really want to make sure they don't miss anything know is that you can turn on notifications for any Right. page that you think is really important. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, if you go out there and you, you you happen to frequent a restaurant in town and you want to show them some support so you like their page, that doesn't necessarily mean that you want to start seeing everything that they post, uh, you know, every daily special and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, so you don't necessarily want to turn on notifications for that page. You're going to hopefully see some of their posts in your news feed. But, mm-hmm. uh, now, if you like another page that provides quality information uh, and you hope to see 100% of it, then your best option is to turn on notifications and at least 
um, you won't necessarily see their posts in the news feed, but you'll still get a notification in your globe right. letting you know that they posted something, so um, you won't miss it. Mm-hmm. Well, so let's let's talk about this concept of spending money because I think so many businesses, you know, unless you were a gigantic business, you know, that the the small business owners, the entrepreneurs, the solopreneurs. They thought, oh, I can be on Facebook, and I could reach my bazillion people, and it's never going to cost me money. And now we're telling them, okay, you're going to have to spend money. And the first thing they do is they say, I, don't have, I can't afford it. Talk to us about how much and, and way, different ways that people can spend money, because there's sponsored posts, there's actual ads. You know, so how, you know, how should people use those in a way that isn't going to break the bank? Yeah, the one thing to know right up front is it doesn't necessarily cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably going to cost more if you have more fans, and right. you know there's there's going to be a certain amount of uh, logical spending involved if you've got a hundred thousand fans. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> For most pages, uh, you know something in the five dollar range could easily be a a big help. Mm-hmm. Um, what what you have to remember is when you post. Uh, you're going to get a certain amount of organic reach. Right. Hopefully it's not two or four. Uh, you know, let's say somebody's got a 1,000 fans. If they're running 5%, you know, at least 50 people see mm-hmm. it. That's organically. Now, if you boost the post or if you, you sponsor the post, now you're going to potentially have it seen by thousands more people uh, who may or may not necessarily be your fans. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, there is a way to make sure that only your fans see posts, but you have to do that in the ad manager. If you boost it, you don't really have that option. Right. And, and I think they added it back for a while, and then I think they took it back out. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be that your option was to either boost it to your fans only mm-hmm. or to fans and friends right. of theirs. Yeah. Now it's fans and friends um, and, or everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't have the option to only. So what you have to do is even if you boost a post, you have to go to the ad manager it'll show up that there's actually two separate ads running. Mm-hmm. One shows that it's going to your friends, and the mm-hmm. other one shows as, as being shown to the friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you turn off the one for friends, then what you've effectively done is made sure that you're only spending money to reach your existing fans. Right. Which, uh, that's important because, you know, it can be considered spammy if you are sending it to a whole bunch of, of other people. And I, I understand Facebook's concept because they're saying, well, hey, Hugh likes this page, and Deb is friends with Hugh, so they might like the same thing. But at the same point, if I didn't like that page that you liked, if I start seeing things for it, I'm going, oh, I don't want to see this, and then I click that little spam button, um, you know, and, and which penalizes you. So you right. really need to think about it, and, and that's where it's you know important to think about how often. How much, you know, this is not let's do this every single day, even if it's only $5, because it can be considered spam. Well, I think it's important to make a distinction, too, in the type of post that you're going to be promoting. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that every post you want to spend money to promote has to be promotional in nature. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if I post something that I think is quality content, it's not that I've curated something. I didn't go find a post on Huffington Post or Mashable mm-hmm. that I thought was great and I wanted to share it. I don't I don't think I'd spend money to do right. that. But if I wrote my own post, if it was a tip that I was offering, mm-hmm. then maybe I'm not making money directly from the tip. It's not, and it's certainly not going to look like advertising when it comes up as being sponsored. Mm-hmm. The, the benefit to me would be 
that by sponsoring it, I'm going to reach more people than I will if I don't. Right. If if I reach, if I pay to promote it, or even just boost it from the page, the thing is, is that I'm going to hit people who may not necessarily be seeing my posts on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. That gives them an opportunity to engage with that post. If I do that a couple times a week, and those people who aren't seeing a lot of my posts do like or comment the ones that they see after I've paid for them, it starts looking to Facebook like, oh, well, I guess they do like what Mm -hmm. this page has to say. So now all of a sudden you're actually growing your organic feed a little bit Mm -hmm. uh, by spending a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to spend money to advertise uh, and you're you're saying, okay, I'm selling something, I'm offering a 10% discount, uh, a two-for-one special, anything like that, yeah, that is going to look like advertising. It's Mm going to kind of look spammy to the people that don't, Notice that it says sponsored. Um, so in those cases, it's probably best to do what they uh, refer to as a dark post. So um, you have to do it in the power editor, but you can you can take a post uh, or write a post that is going to look exactly like a post that you updated from your page. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's only going to go out in the news feeds of the people that you're paying to see it. Okay. And it's going to be hidden from your timeline. Ah. Um, so the advantage is, uh, if you don't want to advertise to your fans, mm-hmm. you can turn them off. Mm-hmm. So now, when I'm going in there and I'm targeting my ad, if I already know that all of my fans are already aware of the services I offer and anything that I advertise to them might be offensive, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to turn the Turn it off so I'm not showing that post to my fans. Hmm. I'm going to make sure it's only shown to the people I'm targeting. Now, I might go target, in my case, I might target uh, friends of Maury Smith because mm-hmm. I know right. that those are the same. That's my target audience. Mm-hmm. Now, um, th- that will only be, if I do my settings correctly, that would only be fans of Maury Smith who weren't already fans of social identities. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so none of my fans are going to see my, you know, quote-unquote, spammy posts. The people that do see them, um, you know, it's not really going to hurt me if they do hide those posts because mm-hmm. it's not people who are already my fans. Facebook's mm-hmm. not going to say, oh, the, you know, this guy's spamming his fans a lot and they don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to see that. So, mm-hmm. dark. plus, the good thing is, too, if somebody goes to your timeline uh, and they do start scanning your timeline, trying to decide whether they want to like your page or not, uh, you don't really want them to see a whole bunch right. of, you know, big, big sale coming up mm-hmm. this Friday stuff. So... Mm-hmm. By doing dark posts, they still go out, you know, to the people that you want to see them, but they're hidden from your fans. They're hidden from your timeline. Mm-hmm. So probably the best way to approach it. So to me, I think I would spend a little bit of money, even if it's only a couple dollars a day, promoting my quality content just to make sure that I can kind of give my organic reach a little bit of a boost. Mm-hmm. And I would leave the the high dollar advertising for stuff that I knew I actually had a chance to make right, right. some money money from. Well, and the nice thing about Facebook and and their advertising is they're actually very good at it because it is where they make their money. So, you know, I've I've had people say, well, you know, what if I only want to spend $10 a day? Are they going to keep charging me after? And I say, no, there's ways to set your budget, you know, so that you say you only want to spend $10 per day. And I said, and they're not going to go over that because then you get annoyed and you don't advertise anymore, and you might complain, you might tell other people. So they're very good at, at doing those things, and they're also very good at the demographics. You know, I'm working with a client now that is trying to reach women in a specific area that are 45 to 65 years old. So it wouldn't 
be beneficial at all for an ad or a sponsored post to be shown to somebody different. So you can really set those settings pretty good. Yeah, and then it really comes down to how uh, how easy it is for people to figure out what to do when they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why you see a lot of questions being posted on pages like mine. And John Loomer answers a lot of those advertising mm-hmm. questions. Uh, because a power editor especially, and, you know, you get you get the most benefit from power editor because it's it's got the most granular settings mm-hmm. ad managers catching up they mm-hmm. are adding in a lot of uh, a lot of the targeting options that used to be exclusive only to a power editor but mm-hmm. so power editor when you open it um, to the average person it takes a little while to get used mm-hmm. to it it's funny too because when you when you create a post in power editor you actually have to go up to the top of the page and publish it mm-hmm. it's not a matter of just clicking a button right uh, so there's some things that you have to learn and the targeting is certainly one of those things that you have to start paying attention mm-hmm. to because you can target you know like you were saying you can target sure by um sex so okay i only want to target to to women you can target by age you can target by education uh you can target by location you can get that all the way down to as close as zip codes mm-hmm. uh if you're a local business and you're advertising something that your restaurant is doing then you know you only want to target to you know, within a 25 mile mm-hmm. radius right. or whatever, you have that option. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, uh, I think the ones who seem to complain that they're, they seem like they're spending a lot of money and they're not getting any results. They're probably the ones who are just hitting the boost button, right? Uh, and you know, hitting and it's everybody. Going out to everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're talking about a sale on a pair of ladies' shoes and it's going out to a bunch of guys. Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless we go tell our wives about it, it probably ain't going to help right. you too much. Or it's you know it's not in the area, or you know all of those various things, and and you know it, it comes back to the fact that it it is you can do a very small amount, so you can experiment with it. You know, figure out how to do it by only spending five ten dollars. Then if it worked and and it's beneficial to you, you know if you're then you can spend more and and really get good at it. Yep. Testing is definitely important when it comes to advertising right. on Facebook. And what was it you were mentioning when we were talking earlier? Somebody tested with one hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars. I know. Uh, okay. Know. Yeah. Really. Um, you know, and 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 it's also important to test different types of ads. You know, there are uh, or you know different types of posts. You know, what what do people respond to? Do they like pictures? Do they like more text? You know, and and that is all pretty specific as to who you're going to you know there's we've all been told pictures work better you know all these various things but it depends on what it is that that you're trying to get out there and who you're trying to reach right great well holy cow we are already ready for the first break and so when we come back i want to talk one of the things that facebook has started saying is it doesn't want us to be spammy and promotional and have the word share in our posts so let's talk a little bit about that when we come back so i am deb creer talking with hubris on mile high radio and we'll be back in just a moment thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant More stimulating talk radio MileHighRadio.com 
Real life isn't like TV. Bad guys don't read scripts. When a crisis occurs, only solid training will be enough to potentially save your life and the life of your family. At Duty to Act, owned and operated by Navy SEAL Jimmy Graham, our focus is to make sure you have all the training you need to be the first and last line of defense against unwanted intruders. Duty to Act is a professional defense company that offers the best training in the world to prepare individuals to protect themselves and their family members against real-world threats. Of today. The Close Quarters Defense System is the world's best and most proven real-world defense system. Its foundation has been taught to our nation's most elite operators for the past two decades. Other classes we offer are active shooter response, home defense, women's defense, and more. Now it's your turn. To find out more or to sign up for classes, find us online at dutytoact.com. That's dutytoact.com. Or call 720-644-7552. Remember, the life you save may be your own. Hurt or injured in a car accident? It can be hard to take the proper legal action after a car accident, but waiting can cost you more. The law requires car accident victims to assert claims promptly. You could lose out by simply waiting. Call 800-467-4551 right now to see what your claim could be worth when handled by a skilled attorney. With a lawyer fighting and speaking up for you, you could be entitled to a big cash award. Call 800-467-4551. That's 800-467-4551. Now it's fast and easy to connect with the legal help you need after your car accident. Call 800-467-4551. The call is free, but you need to act now before time runs out on your claim. You need a lawyer to fight for you, protect you, and get you the compensation you need and deserve. Time's wasting. Call 800-467-4551. That's 800-467-4551. Call now. Great shows, great music. MileHighRadio.com. What are you listening to? And now, we're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest. And we are back, and as my music says, I do have fabulous guests. And joining me again today is Hugh Briss. I'm Deb Creer talking with Hugh Briss. So, Hugh, first tell us how we find you online and connect with you. Well, my primary website is socialidentities.com. Mm-hmm. And my Email is hugh at socialidentities.com. Uh, I also have hughbriss.com, which is my blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have some other smaller ones, some new stuff that I've been starting. But So social identities, pretty much everything is uh, radiates, out, radiates out from there. Great. You know, and one of the things that, that you do that I really enjoy is on Facebook, you've got a group called Social Identity Masterminds. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I've got two groups. Um, there's the Social Identities Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're about 1,900 members in that one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, that group always is run very nicely. I have a couple of admins that help. We're always very careful about the people that we accept. Uh, um, and I'm, I've got a very heavy hand when it comes to keeping people from spamming. So mm-hmm. uh, the group itself, you never see anything in there that's spam if it, you know, it doesn't take long to get deleted if it is. Right. But uh, So that group was running nicely. I was spending an awful lot of time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
you know, it, it, when it's not a source of income, then it's a hobby. <laughs> right. And at some point it got to where I couldn't really consider it was worth spending the time mm -hmm. uh, for something that would have to be classified as a hobby since mm -hmm. it wasn't generating any money. So mm -hmm. then I started Social Media Masterminds. I decided to take the idea of a Facebook group to a, a higher level. So um, we've attracted... Uh, we got a little over 100 people in there now, and they all tend to be the higher-level social media people who are operating at a high professional level. Um, you know, so we don't get a lot of people in there asking the basic rudimentary type mm -hmm. questions. So it's a bunch of professionals all um, engaging with each other, helping each other, um, you know, to do things better. Um, and that one has a fee attached to it. Mm -hmm. There's also some other options too. So we do, I do, I try to do at least one live chat a week. So mm -hmm. we have a chat room. Um, people can log in and, and actually chat while you guys sit there and type. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then, um, uh, I have a blog that's associated with it. That's a, it's a closed blog only for the, the members of the group. And, um, and then, uh, I, when I answer questions in that group, since people are paying to be in the group, I tend to be um, more informative, I guess. You know, <laughs> I I try to look at the the situation and, and be specific with my answers. Where you know, in, in the free group, when somebody asks a question, you try to answer, you know, as completely as possible. But it tends to be kind of quick. And yeah, and it might be here's a link to or you know something sure, like that. Yeah, but yeah. but it's it's great because you know all of those different resources that you've got. Provide all of these tips, um, you know, and, and I think that's one thing that somebody who is, say, a business owner or they're managing a page for their business or something like that, they're lost. You know, they're they're told things like organic reaches down because edge ranks algorithms, and they and their little eyes cross and they go, ah! <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you know, and, and so you can go in and find out what these things mean. And you know, one of the things that came up, oh, it's been probably the last month, maybe longer ago than that, was that Facebook is starting to really crack down on those promotional posts. You know, so the ones where you're saying, share this with your friends, you know, and, and all of those things. So what have you seen kind of happen with all of that? So far, I haven't seen anything. Um, and I'm still wondering how they plan on doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, remember a few months ago they made the same claim about meme posts. Right. And they said, uh, you know, we're going to make sure that, you know, we're going to cut the reach way down on, on meme posts. Mm -hmm. uh, the the funny thing is, there's a lot of people out there that like memes, right? right. I mean, uh -huh. you know, especially when, uh, you know, the ones that get posted and you, and you see them 20 times because all your friends shared them, mm -hmm. that gets annoying after a while. But, uh, you know, some people like humor. They're mm -hmm. scanning through their news feed and there's a funny meme. There's a picture of Christopher Walken uh, doing something. You know, mm -hmm. I got some funny saying on the picture or whatever. Um, some people don't like them, I think it really should be down to, rather than setting up an algorithm that searches something, you know, they're, they're, they got these search and destroy algorithms they're right. working on now, mm -hmm. right? So if they detect it's a meme, oh, they're going to zap it. Uh, I, it I would could think be that, that the you way did a graphic that somehow looked like a meme. I mean, Right, yeah. and, 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 but how do they even know what a right. meme is unless mm -hmm. the person's actually looking at it? So, uh, But by zapping all the memes um, and not letting the people decide, then... You know, you come down to the point where why is it Mark Zuckerberg or Facebook deciding what it is I consider? So realistically, the way the algorithm is supposed to work is if somebody 
You know, let's say that you don't like memes. Well, hide them, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you click right. the little button that says hide this post. Mm -hmm. If you do that often enough, the algorithm's going to learn. Mm -hmm. It's going right. to say, okay, well, they don't want to see any more of that kind of post. Mm -hmm. If you hide, uh, you know, if people are posting, especially during uh, election season, you get a lot of people posting, uh, you know, discussions about politics and and. Well, you know, who sucks and who's great and all that. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to see that, you start hiding it. Well, mm -hmm. the algorithm should learn. And then, right. you know, pretty soon you'll start seeing fewer of those kinds of posts. But mm -hmm. to arbitrarily say, you know, this is an across-the-board thing, we're just going to cut out memes, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. uh, but the funny thing is I haven't really seen a, a reduction in memes. I even no. posted that on my page yesterday. Mm -hmm. I said if uh, if the uh, the result of the... You know, the attack on memes by Facebook is any indication. I wouldn't get too concerned about their mm -hmm. supposed cracking down on promotional posts. Um, so the promotional post thing, what they say is they're going to start cutting back the organic reach on, quote, unquote, overly promotional posts. So right. it doesn't say you can't promote, mm -hmm. promote something. It's just not overly promotional. Well, then who's... You know who's deciding what's, right, what's overly, overly. overly promotional, mm -hmm. yeah. and then what are the keywords that are triggering um, something that tells them it's overly promotional, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so now, I, and I even I was posting that in, in the group not long ago, and I was posting some sentences that I was coming up with mm -hmm. that had all kinds of words in there that you would think were bad. Right. So I used the word shop, buy, discount, mm -hmm. uh, you know, okay. But I could put together sentences that were completely non-promotional mm -hmm. using all kinds of words that taken individually would have uh, made you assume that I was trying to sell something. Mm -hmm. uh, so if that's how they're deciding what's an overly promotional post is by looking at the content of the post and, and they've created a, a list of buzzwords that um, they see, uh, I think, number one, you're going to start killing posts that aren't promotional. Right. Or it's just not going to happen. So well, who and knows? then we so use far, other I words. Seen, I haven't seen, uh, you know, my posts, I have not seen anything change. Mm -hmm. I haven't changed the way I'm posting. I don't. I don't go in there and, and carefully construct things to make sure I avoid using certain words that might trigger something. Mm -hmm. And Now, they did say it would start in 2015. We're just barely into 2015, right. mm -hmm. so who knows? As, as time goes on, maybe it'll become more mm -hmm. and more obvious what's going on. Once it's obvious, I think it'll be a lot easier for us to know what to do to avoid it. Right. You know, and then you just reword it. So maybe they say, you know, they don't want you to say, share this information with your friends. Okay, then I'm going to say, tell your friends about this. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. there's ways around all of it, and and if they start blocking certain words, you're right. You know, they they're going to end up blocking things that they really didn't mean to, and 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 then when they start blocking things that their major advertisers are doing, that will be where the the you know the uh, problem really comes in. Well, yeah, I'm I'm assuming that their algorithm's going to know the difference between a. a sponsored and non-sponsored mm -hmm. posts. I, I would think if it does happen, I think the thesaurus is going to be our best friend. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you know, you're going to be looking for alternatives mm -hmm. to all kinds of words. But right. uh, uh, I think if I think if they do try to kill posts based on words or phrases, I don't think it will be too long and they'll start seeing that um, it's not just doing what they mm -hmm. hope it will. Right, right. You know, and, and I can understand why they want to get rid of the the overly promotional posts. You know, we've all seen them. Um, you know, and and but you're right. I do the hide. I just click hide. I don't want to see it. And and it's funny. I've 
there have been some experiments that I've done where I have hidden everything that contains a certain word. Maybe it was a, a politician or something like that. And it really does work where you start seeing less of those things in your news feed. And you know people are still posting about them, but they do start showing up less because the, the algorithms really are pretty smart. And it goes, well, if she never wants to see a post about X candidate, we're not going to show them to her because if they're always there, she's going to go off Facebook. And, of course, they mm-hmm. really don't want that to happen. Right. Cool, cool. Yeah, and I think um, it does sound kind of funny, too, when you think about it, that they say that they're going to cut the reach on overly promotional posts mm-hmm. because what they're really saying is they just want us to pay Spend to money. overly promote, right? Yes, so yes. Mm-hmm. if you want to over-promote, uh, that's cool. You just have to pay us. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens when you think about it? Um, let's say right now in your news feed, and they do have you know some settings. Uh, when you go to to view your news feed, they've got some limits on how many sponsored posts they show you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's so many per uh, you know like one sponsored post per one hundred or something mm-hmm. like that. So you know they do have some limits. It's mm-hmm. not like every other post is right. going to be a, a sales pitch. But let's say that all of us who can no longer uh, promote overly promote mm-hmm. um, for free start paying let's mm-hmm. say that we all decide to pay that's not doing anything to help the news feed no. because you're still going to have the same amount of promotional posts mm-hmm. it's just that they're all going to be paid mm-hmm. so trying to disguise this what really comes down to them trying to make us pay to promote ourselves mm-hmm. it, by claiming that well what they're really doing is trying to make the experience better for the average <laughs> user um, if you think about it logically that's you know, it's not the truth. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and, and yeah, and and you know, for everybody when they fuss, I remind them, you know, Facebook is a business and it has to make money. Um, you know, we went a long time with it being completely and totally free, and you know, they made a lot of headlines, but they have to eat too. Um, and more importantly, as you you mentioned earlier, they have investors, <laughs> and those investors want to see a return. Um, right. You know, and and, and realistically, so, I think if you're trying to make money. By with your post, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if it's actually saying, uh, you know, sign up for my webinar this weekend, hundred forty five dollars, you need to spend money. Right, right. You know, and and so figure it out. You know, if if it's one hundred fifty nine dollars for your your webinar, how many people paying? You know, how many ads? All, I mean, we all know return on investment stuff. So you know, yeah. It, it, I had a, a political science professor who used to look at us and go, "Ton stuffle." <laughs> and we'd all look at her and go, Ton Stuffle. And it was, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Uh. And she's right. You know, there, there really is no such thing as a free lunch. And, and so as a business trying to use Facebook, we have to recognize that it may actually cost us money. Yeah, and if you're a small mom and pop, that money doesn't have to be hundreds. Right. You know, we're not, we're not saying, uh, that, uh, oh, you got to give up on your Facebook page because you don't have $500 a month to spend. You can get by with 20 probably, right. Right. you know. Well, now there are posts and things that are in posts that Facebook at the moment, because of course, you know, things, things change, that they like. Um, do they, and, and for example, do they like seeing posts, and these are, you know, obviously business page posts, this isn't from your personal profile, that have photos in them, or links, or what, what's kind of the flavor of the moment with that? Yeah, and that's, you know, uh, it, it's definitely changed. Uh, there was a period a few years ago where we all knew that it was better to put pictures in your posts. Mm-hmm. Um, they typically get higher engagement 
and that's common sense. Right. But they were also, uh, the reach was higher. Mm -hmm. uh, that did change, you know. It got to the point where text-only posts were getting a much higher reach. Um, so, you know, I would get to the point where I would purposely leave out <laughs> images. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've sort of gone full circle again. Now we're back to the point where I'm seeing text-only posts probably near the bottom of the list. Mm -hmm. uh, an image helps. A link helps even more. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and there, you know, and then for a while, too, there was the issue with putting a link and leaving the preview that Facebook generated. Right. Which would pull a graphic or photo from the page you were linking to and create a nice-looking uh, little box with mm -hmm. a blurb below it and a title and stuff. Uh, for a while, when you left the link in, the reach was actually lower than if you or if you left the preview, it was mm -hmm. lower, than if you posted the link, left the link in the update, and then deleted the preview. Mm -hmm. uh, now that's changed, too. You know, I'm starting to see where um, it, it's probably equal either way, and mm -hmm. if that's the case, you might as well leave the preview because it's going to stand out better in the news feed right. anyway. What's working the best right now is video. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be video uploaded directly to Facebook, right. not shared from YouTube or Vimeo. Right. Because and you're sending somebody off of Facebook, and Facebook goes, ooh, bad, 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 right. bad. Right, and, and they don't like YouTube anyway. Mm -hmm. So uh, they're also working on their own version of YouTube now. So, mm -hmm. you know, they're definitely going to start penalizing all of your YouTube shares. Mm -hmm. So if... Um, if you're sharing something from YouTube with your friends that you thought was funny, I mean, we're not talking about that. I, right. I, I assume it's our conversation, we're, we're primarily <laughs> talking to business owners, right? right? So um, your posts, if you're sharing something, it still could be that you saw uh, a very informational webinar that there's a video on YouTube and you want to share it. You don't really have a way around that. But if it's your own, you definitely don't want to upload it to YouTube and then share it on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You you know, sure, go ahead and upload it to YouTube, but you want to upload it to Facebook too. And right. you want you know, it natively will play, um, which you know it doesn't do if you share it. Mm -hmm. So that's another advantage to you too, is when people are scrolling through the feed, if you've uploaded your video directly to uh Facebook, it's gonna play right in their news feed. They don't have you know, they don't have mm -hmm. to go somewhere else, uh, and they can keep on scrolling when they're done watching mm -hmm. your video. So I've noticed now when I post a video, um, I'm seeing the reach about three times higher than any of the other types mm. of posts. Wow. So uh, now, obviously, being an opportunist, uh, I'm always looking for ways to include mm -hmm. video now. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, you know, what I do doesn't necessarily lend itself perfectly to me creating a whole bunch of videos. Mm -hmm. um, Red Bull could make videos all day long. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for me it's a little tougher. So what I'm doing now is starting to, to focus on doing some podcasts. So instead mm -hmm. of sharing a tip in text or linking to a blog post where I wrote the tip, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm actually doing a, a, a screencast mm -hmm. um, of it where I'm, at, I'm talking and sharing my screen with you. Mm -hmm. That ends up creating a video. Right. I upload it as an MP4. Mm -hmm. Then, uh, you know, so as long as they continue to uh, give preferential treatment to video content, I think it's a pretty good idea to 
if you can repackage what you were thinking about posting in the form of a video, mm-hmm. would be a bad idea. Right. Well, and, you know, I can see why they like that, because video is longer, you know, and, and we're not saying post, you know, a 10, 15-minute video, but, again, it's keeping you on Facebook longer. So you're stopping to watch that two-minute video while you're staying on Facebook for two minutes longer. Um, you know, a great use of video that I never see enough businesses use, but I think they should, are quick little client testimonials. You know, you've got your phone, your phone records video, you know, ask somebody, hey, what do you think about, you know, where, did you like the dessert today, or, um, you know, why did you shop here, you know, tell us about your experience. People love that, because not only does Facebook like it, but then when you share it, people, whoever you featured in the video, they're going to share it also. So you just reached a whole different group of people by doing that. Yeah, and that's a good point. And, of course, if you can... If you can get the people to do something funny or say something funny, then it really helps. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So, cool. Well, shoot, it's time for break again. And so we are going to take our break. But when we come back, let's talk about some of the cool new features that Facebook is just starting to roll roll, roll roll out. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where some people have it, some people don't. But eventually everyone will. And there's some pretty cool new things coming. And then I also want to find out what you think is coming even further down the road. So I am Deb Creer, talking with Hugh Briss on Mile High Radio, and we'll be back in just a moment. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Performance Apparel is South Metro Denver's premier corporate and athletic apparel store. We're your one-stop shop for creating a personal yet professional look for you and your organization. We can assist you in outfitting your corporate team, baseball team, lacrosse team, soccer team, hockey team, football team, or any other team you're involved with. Our goal is to outfit your team for success. We offer in-house full-service embroidery, a state-of-the-art banner and sign maker, Screen printing, a graphic designer, vinyl and heat press letter logos, tackle twill, sew on lettering, leather jackets, hats, shirts, and other corporate imaging. Learn just why we've been chosen to be the official corporate image consultant and provider for MileHighRadio.com by clicking on the banner ad on their website. Remember the name in South Metro Denver. It's Performance Apparel. Project Recycle is a program of 3T Ministry. They are a Christ-centered, family-focused, and mainly run by volunteers organization that promotes health and wellness by making bicycles available to people in need, providing individuals with a healthier lifestyle. For more information on Project Recycle and how you can be a part of their team, please go to the 3T Ministry website by clicking on their link on the nonprofit page right here on milehighradio.com. Donate a used bike or spend time helping them refurbish and distribute the bikes they have. This is a great organization that can use your support. Contact them today at 3 ministry.org And now we're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest. 
Welcome back. I am Deb Creer talking with Hubris about Facebook and how to really use it in 2015 as a business to help promote what you're doing. You know, I always tell people you should never ever rely just on social media for your marketing efforts, but it should be part of your marketing plan. And, you know, we all know Facebook changes. These guys just think this is sometimes great fun to, to mess with us. But there's some cool new features. And right before the break, we were talking about video. So what else, Hugh? Oh, welcome back. Um, Thanks. What, what else is coming down the road with video pertaining to Facebook? Well, you know, I made that comment earlier about Facebook not liking YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, uh, you know, they're definitely obviously trying to compete with YouTube now. Mm-hmm. It, it has rolled out to some people. I don't have it, but some people now have a few options on the, U- the video page itself. Mm-hmm. So when you go to the video tab page, mm-hmm. typically it just shows you uh, all your videos right. in rows. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they're giving you the option of setting a featured video, sort oh. of like you can on your YouTube page. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that can be anything. I mean, mm-hmm. it can be your newest video, or it could actually be a video you created right. uh, telling people, mm-hmm. hey, I do videos, hopefully you check them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they also have created a playlist. Mm-hmm. So just like YouTube now, you can go in and sort things. You can you know, s- you know, can create categories. Uh, that's uh, – I'm not sure how many people – go to our video app or tab pages, Mm -hmm. but I think when they can go there and see videos they haven't seen, uh, it starts recreating the same basic idea of YouTube. So, you know, I I don't think anybody would be, you know, well served to stop posting anything to YouTube, but I do think that it's a good idea to post your original stuff directly to Facebook mm-hmm. now, and once those new options roll out, definitely take advantage of putting a featured video on there and setting up your playlists and make it simple for people. So if it does get to the point where, you know, people start using our video pages more like they would if they went to our, our YouTube page, mm-hmm. you'll be ready. Right. Well, and, you know, if it's your own content, you should have that original file that you can upload because you know clearly Facebook isn't going to like it if you send people off to YouTube and so you as we mentioned you want to upload these things uh, directly to your Facebook page and you know it it, it makes it fun uh, it gives us more options to be able to put there and as you said you know we still want to have YouTube because YouTube is owned by that little tiny company called Google and so you know you, you do want to have yeah you know I always like the ones who say we want to be Google or the we want to be Facebook now it's not going to happen you could be something different but you're not going to be one of them right. um, but you know video uh, more and more I think we're seeing just in general that people love video so you know my assumption is going to be that you know if if people really start using Facebook for videos so that they're uploading things you'll be able to search better um, you know how many times do you go to YouTube and and look for how to tips and you know all of those various things if you can do that inside you inside Facebook I think that's really going to be a benefit yeah now the thing I wonder is at some point um, I saw something the other day. I think Facebook claims they're getting a billion views a day on their videos. Mm-hmm. I don't know what YouTube gets. I'm sure it's considerably more than that. Right. But a billion views a day is a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously they've decided, hey, there's probably a way to make some money here. Mm-hmm. At some point, I've got a feeling they're going to find ways to stick ads in the videos mm-hmm. just like YouTube does. Right, right now they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that's really nice is 
uh, they give you the option to add your own little call to action at the end of the video. Ah. So um, when you upload a video to Facebook, mm -hmm. in during the process of doing that, they ask you, you know, if you want to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not a bad idea because then when you get to the end of the video, there's an, there's going to be uh, one button that I think, think says replay, mm -hmm. uh, and then there's another button. Well, that's you control that. So ah. you can put that can be a link to your website or mm -hmm. whatever you want. So by uploading video directly to Facebook and putting your link at the end, obviously mm -hmm. that's giving you a new advertising opportunity. Nice. And at this point, it's it's not costing you anything mm -hmm. uh, unless you want to promote the post. Right, right. Well, speaking of call to action, that's another new feature that Facebook is rolling out is they have buttons now on the Facebook page. On, on some, you know, as, as we said, they're rolling them out. So what are those various buttons, and, and why should people use them? And those things are cool. Uh, and I'm really still baffled that Facebook's willing to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing I can think of is maybe they're starting to see that uh, page owners are getting a little disgruntled, and maybe they're also starting to see uh, the possibility that it's not going to be a good thing. So mm -hmm. it does seem like lately they're adding, yeah, they're making little changes like the one to uh, change the voice option that we've we had to use all the time. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to post as yourself or if you wanted to post as the page, mm -hmm. you know how you, you had to switch back and forth, right. you had to go up to the mm -hmm. top navigation bar. Well, then they eliminated that. Now mm -hmm. you've got the, the little flag image that shows up next to your posts and your comments, and you can select to post or comment as yourself or your right. page on the fly uh, makes it, yeah, I mean, that change was Oh, I was love huge. that. Mm -hmm. Now, the call to action up till now, and that's always been something that I talk about quite a bit with people with their timeline covers, is making them useful. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, you want your branding in the cover. You want something that looks nice. You want something that looks professional. But you can also make use of it mm -hmm. if, if um, you know, because a timeline cover is just like any other photo, mm -hmm. you can add a description. Mm -hmm. If somebody was to click your timeline cover, it opens in the photo viewer just like any other photo, and then you've got a description. You can put links in the description. That means uh, it wasn't a bad idea to stick a call to action in, mm -hmm. in the timeline cover, which I've done quite a few times. Mm -hmm. And I would put a, a button that said click here. If somebody landed on my timeline, if I had a call to action up there, let's say that you're an author and you've got a new book and you want somebody to, uh, you want to tell them, hey, you can get the first two chapters free. Mm -hmm. You could put that right in your timeline, have a call to action, somebody would click it, it would open in the photo viewer, then in the description you would explain and have a link. Click here mm -hmm. to go to Amazon. Right. Now, with the call to action button, they're actually giving us a native button that's going to sit directly to the left of the like button mm -hmm. uh, in your timeline cover. Um, the options, I hope they add a few more because yeah, it's, it's none limited. of these really work perfectly fit. for me. I, I have to go with shop now, mm -hmm. which really, it, it's not perfect, but it's better than nothing. But anyway, you got book now, contact us, uh, use app, play mm -hmm. game, shop now, sign up, and watch video. Mm -hmm. um, so... Once it rolls out to your page, the first time it happens, um, you'll have a little arrow box that pops up pointing mm -hmm. to the new button, and it says click here to find out. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll click it. It'll run you through the process. So basically, you're going to decide where you want that button to link to. First of all, you're going to decide if you even want the button. Right. All right. So not everybody's going to want the call to action button. You don't have to turn it on. It's not going to be there if you don't want it. But if you turn it on, 
directly to the left of your like button will be a button that says contact us or play a game or whatever. Mm -hmm. You can link that to anything you want. So mm -hmm. if you have uh, watch video uh, and you want somebody to watch a video that's some sort of promotional video on your website, you can link directly to it. Mm -hmm. um, contact us, I'm not so sure I think that's useful. There's already, most of us, if you want people to contact, you can have you can have the message button turned on. Uh, if you don't want messaging, you don't want people messaging you directly through your page, then it's not too hard to set up a contact mm -hmm. uh, tab. Right. But anyway, so that's one of the options. Uh, play games, pretty cool. You know, if you want to send somebody right to a, you know, if you're a video game developer or something. Mm -hmm. So the thing I'm still just really surprised about is that they're willing to let us stick a button right there in the timeline cover mm -hmm. that sends somebody directly away from Facebook. Right, right, and because it's going to your website your or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like you were saying before, Facebook, you, you would think for the most part, is trying to keep us on mm -hmm. Facebook as much as possible. This is doing just the opposite. But it is going to make page owners happy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, i got a feeling that's probably why they're doing right. it. They might regret it later. <laughs> well, and then they'll change it. <laughs> yeah, no, I hope they don't take it away. That'd be kind of nasty. Well, and it's interesting. Because I'm looking forward to it. I yeah, still don't have yeah. it. Yeah, you know, I have it on one of the pages, and, and it's actually my business page that I have it on, and several of the pages that I manage I don't have it on yet. So, you know, that's kind of, of interesting. But, yeah, it's. I wanted it to say something different. So I'm hoping at some point... We're given the option to put one or two words, um, right. you know, so that we can say, you know, visit website or you know something, so that it it does you know does what you want it to say. Because yeah, the, the, I looked through them and I thought, well, none of these really apply. Yeah, like book now. What mm -hmm. is that for a travel agent? Yeah, yeah, you know, or <laughs> yeah, that I yeah. airlines. Mm -hmm. I guess airlines or something, but. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so uh, they're all very much related to assuming that the people are going to be using them to sell something, mm -hmm. you know, uh, which we don't necessarily all want to do that. But. Right, yeah. You know so I mean. here's the thing. Going back to what I was saying about the timeline covers, mm -hmm. uh, instead of having to put the call to action in the timeline and actually mm -hmm. putting a button that says click here, right. you know, to fake people into clicking, mm -hmm. and now you don't have to worry about a cool button. there's actually a button there. Mm -hmm. Now the thing is, you want to make sure people see the button and know what the button, what the purpose of the button is. So if I was to push shop now, um, doesn't really, why would somebody click it unless they happen to know exactly what I sell? Mm -hmm. But, um, if you happen to sell a lot of things, um, or somebody's not necessarily familiar with your page, or if you want that to be something specific. So rather than generically shopping now and when you click it, it takes you right to the front page of my store with my 10,000 products. Um, you know, it would make sense for a company to pick out something that was, you know, a new, you know, if it's a toy company around mm -hmm. Christmas, well, obviously pick out the hottest new toy, put a picture of it in your timeline cover. Mm -hmm. You could even put an arrow pointing right down to the, you know, shop mm -hmm. now button. Um, like I mentioned before, the, my example of an author, you know, it, um, I've done a, a few author timeline covers mm -hmm. with this same idea. Put a picture of the, the their newest book in the cover mm -hmm. and then something that says, Available on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, etc. You can mm -hmm. even put the little icons, and then right below that, you got a button that says "Shop Now." That can link, you know, directly to wherever you want it to go. You could set up a, if you want to be on more than one place, I would send it directly to a page on your website with right. all the options. Mm -hmm. But if it's only available on Amazon, you can link them directly mm -hmm. there. Right. You know, and, and uh, one thing that you've mentioned, and and this is what you do. Um, is the images, you know, the, the big cover image. 
why is and and I, you know I go to so many pages and the businesses put their logo or you know a brick wall. I saw one of those the other day. I'm like, really? Why should somebody have a great cover image? And you know what it, what is the purpose of that? Well, if they were Masons, then I guess the brick wall yeah, would be that's good. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, you know, think about this. Uh, and I've gotten some pushback from people sometimes on the the whole concept. Um, even the same thing when I was doing Twitter backgrounds. Now I do Twitter covers, but mm-hmm. you know we used to be able to put backgrounds and they were on the side. Um, and you know, the one of the questions I get, not often but occasionally, is, oh, you know, people don't really see our timelines anyway. Well. That's not true. Right. Uh, how many pages would you like without actually looking at the timeline? Mm-hmm. I mean, realistically, you can. You know, if somebody shares, uh, if I was to promote my page, mm-hmm. uh, I can actually do that, right? There's an option to promote right. my page. Mm-hmm. When that shows up in the news feed, what it does is it takes a little image of my timeline cover, puts mm-hmm. it in the news feed, and then there's a like button right mm-hmm. there. Right. Uh, but how many people are actually going to click like just based on, a picture that right, they saw. Right. They, they want to know more about mm-hmm. your page in most cases. Now, if you're Starbucks and somebody just is new to Facebook and they, they find out they can like Starbucks, if they like Starbucks, it's a no-brainer. They're mm-hmm. going to go like your page. Mm-hmm. The rest of us who aren't famous um, and somebody probably isn't going to know who we are until they actually take a little bit of time, they probably are going to go to your timeline they might spend some time actually looking at some of your posts to see mm-hmm. if what you say is really interesting to them because mm-hmm. uh, as soon as you click the like button in theory you're going to start seeing my posts and if mm-hmm. you don't want to see them don't click the like button right yeah so when you land on that page even if you only come there once you mm-hmm. know who cares if you come back again mm-hmm. i want to make sure the first time you come there that i do the best i can uh to get you to like my page mm-hmm. Uh, I want to look professional. Obviously, I think my, it's important that your branding's there, you know, if, assuming you have branding. And if mm-hmm. you're a company, you really should. Um, so, the colors, the logo, the, the, the design, overall design, all those things, you know, you want them to be consistent. You want people, it's just like, uh, the other day I was, I don't have a Harley, but I, frequently use Harley Davidson's page when I need to do things because I haven't <laughs> liked it. Mm-hmm. But so when I want to see a page that I haven't liked that uh, you know. So anyway, I go there once in a while and they're always at the top, there's a cool picture of somebody riding a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the thing is is that once again Harley's one of those examples that's not necessarily a good one for most of us because when somebody lands on most of our pages, a picture of our product is not going to be the big right. hook. Mm-hmm. So uh, professional, have your branding, you know, your logo there, then I think some sort of a tagline and probably, you know, unless your tagline is very specific, you probably want to have a little bit of text there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're still going to hope that they're going to take the time to read some of your posts. Um, and, that, and, you know, that's where I like landing pages too. I think it gives us an opportunity to, you know, it, it's actually a tab page I can send somebody to. So, all the links on all of my pages, my websites, my blogs, all my other social pages that I can put links on. I don't have any of them linked directly to my uh, my main timeline. They mm-hmm. link directly to one of my tab pages. Right. So the, when you go to a tab page, uh, the timeline cover is still at the top. The like mm-hmm. button is right there. The profile photo is right there. Everything at the top of the page looks exactly the same as if I had gone to a timeline. Mm-hmm. But below that, instead of a whole bunch of updates, that somebody may or may not take the time to read, I'm going to use that space to make my pitch. Mm-hmm. 
you know, why should you like my page? Well, what kind of awesome content is it that I'm sharing that is going to compel you to like my page? Mm-hmm. Uh, even if I'm going to put an arrow that points to to make sure that you don't miss the like button, mm-hmm. uh, it's a little less. It's a little more obvious now. It used to be that when you went to tab pages, you didn't have the timeline cover at the top, mm-hmm. so you had the like button was way up in the upper right hand corner, not necessarily where people are expected to find it. So I put arrows in the designs a lot more often then than I do now. I don't mm-hmm. think it's quite as important. But also, the landing page gives you a great opportunity to accomplish more than one thing. Maybe I want to add them to my mailing list. Mm-hmm. If, if they go to my landing page, they can like my page. After they like the page, they're still on the page. Now I can have an e- a, a, a email capture form there that says, if you want to you know, find out, get even more information, or if you want to get on my newsletter list or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now I've accomplished, you know, two things. I hopefully got them to like my page. I also got their email address. Mm-hmm. And then that goes to, you know, the whole thing that fan gates got eliminated a few right, months ago. Right, right. So what so, is a fan gate? And, and, you know, because we all call them different things. And, and so we used to have them and now we don't. But if you had it, what was it? Yeah, so it was either a fan gate or a like. Some people called them a like gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it was a tab page. You mm-hmm. would send somebody to that tab page. A lot of people were using it to to almost force somebody into liking their page. Mm-hmm. So you would land on the page, and, and they would say, like our page for a chance to win something, mm-hmm. you know, running a contest, mm-hmm. or like our page uh, to get my free ebook. Uh, all those things, The part of the problem with that, I think, was that it, it was a, a good way to generate likes. Mm-hmm. The problem is I think it generated a lot of, likes that weren't really valuable. Right. Going back to what we talked about at the very beginning, you don't want a lot of fans who aren't interested in your stuff who never click because it just hurts your mm-hmm. uh, right. overall edge rank. So with the fan gate, it was basically a two-step process. You'd have a page that would say, welcome to my fan page, uh, You know, click the like button for my free book or whatever. Mm-hmm. When you click the like button, it refreshed the page. Then the second page would give them access to whatever it was you're selling. So they took away, Facebook took away the like gate. You can still have a tab page. You just can't make somebody like your page to have something else happen. Cool. Um, So right now, what I'm promoting is the idea of what we call lead gates. Mm -hmm. So you're going to put an email list uh, or email capture form on there. Mm. Um, Use it the same way, Mm -hmm. and it can generate a second page to load. Nice, nice, nice. Well, shoot. You know, uh, we, there's just so much to cover, and we never have enough time to cover it, which is why I have you on several times. Um, but one last time, because you do have so much good information and you share it, Hugh, how do people find you online? Uh, okay, so my Facebook page is facebook.com slash identity. If you search for social identities, it'll probably be the first page that comes up. <laughs> uh, there's a group named after, with the same name that might come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, my website is socialidentities.com. My blog is hubris.com. Great. Well, thank you so much. You know, once again, you share terrific information. Um, you know, and, and the nice thing is all of these platforms change, and which is why I have you back on again, because we do, you know, we need more information. And, and if you're the average user, you know, the, the person who is posting once a day or twice a day, and, you know, it's just one of many other things that you're doing, you don't understand all of this. And so it's, it's great to be able to have you on so that you can explain that to us. 
Yeah, because I I live and breathe this stuff. Most people don't, right? <laughs> right, right. So thank you again. Um, and everyone, find Hugh online by going to socialidentities.com. All the links are there. You can connect with Hugh and get his great information. Thank you again. And to everyone, have a fabulous day. Thank you for being a friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.